0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Key Ingredient Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Betsy Opit. Betsy is a registered dietitian here in Naples, Florida, and this is not your first time on the Key Ingredient <laughs> not Podcast. Not my first rodeo. <laughs> no, so welcome back.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks for inviting me back.
0: Thank you. We're happy to have you back. Uh, so the first time, you, obviously, when we uh, when we spoke with you, it was very well received and wanted to have you come back because I know a lot changes in the world, but certainly in your field Betsy, for those who were not as fortunate to listen to the first episode, which of course they could go back to and listen Mm -hmm. to, just tell our listeners and viewers a little bit about yourself,
1: please. So I'm a registered dietitian. A special one, though. I have a specialty. I'm an integrative and functional nutrition specialist. So I go a little bit deeper into more root cause issues. I specialize with more autoimmune diseases, cancer, diabetes. Um, I'm a diabetic educator, and I also have a specialty in GI health. So I work a lot with um, inflammation, inflammation. Food sensitivities and, and issues like that, which more and more people are starting to develop these types of complications. Um, and then my background is also in yoga. I'm very passionate about yoga. I've been doing it personally 15 years. I've been an athlete my entire life. Yoga, but changed my life. It really did. So I have two. I have one yoga studio that's been open for a year and a half, and I'm in the development of opening a second one in the south part of town.
0: Very nice. Yeah. I, I want to. You mentioned GI, right? Mm-hmm. That's a big thing these days. Yes. I mean, it seems like everyone I know has some kind of an issue, uh, whether it's through bloating or mm-hmm. just you hear about Crohn's disease mm-hmm. and celiacs and all these types. I guess you know, if you don't mind, tell tell our listeners a little bit just kind of about you know what what you see yeah. and, and you know what some of the common traits because it seems like more and more people are getting these kind of um, disorders, if that's the correct word.
1: It is absolutely. It's really what it is, is inflammation of the GI tract. And it's what we, in our medical terms call leaky gut. And it's just when there's, um, a possibility from food antigens to enter into the bloodstream and it causes an inflammation type response. And so when you think about the nature of our food and the environment, the standard American diet is a sad diet. It's very processed, Uh, So there's a lot of more chemicals and food additives, these grains, these pseudo grains, these things that are adding like GMOs to are really disruptive for our own body's ecosystem specifically our gut microbiome. And that's what we're finding nowadays. The diversity in our gut isn't what it used to be because we're not eating the type of foods that the bacteria thrive on, which is fiber. You know, So much of our food is void of fiber. It's the white breads, white flours. You go to McDonald's, there's no fiber in a burger there, (laughs) Right, right? right? So the poor bacteria are basically starving and then the unhealthy bacteria are thriving off of those processed sugars causing things like candida and the inflammation or blood sugar imbalances. So that's one Root cause issue. Um, the other one I'm seeing more and more of, and when you look in our t- traditional world, the stressful environment that we're all living in, and stress is a big component to inflammation in the body, specifically, specifically in your gut. And there's what they call the gut-brain connection. So they call the gut your second brain. Okay. And a lot of our hormones are produced in our gut believe it or not, by bacteria. A lot of our vitamins and minerals are produced in our gut by the bacteria. Um, so even our neurotransmitters, like n- like 80 to 90% of our um, serotonin is produced by our gut. So your feel-good hormones that make you feel good, yeah, all are dependent on your gut microbiome. So when you're hearing more and more people developing things like depression, anxiety, you know, you don't need to blame your brain. You need to Playing your gut, and what you're eating has a huge influence on how your mood is. So, the stress is a huge component, and of course, the diet, and some of it could be genetic based too. I was like just to say some of it is hereditary, correct? Yeah, and things like yeah. that. But um, traditionally, what I see in my practice is really with the diet and digestion. And I always say this: when you have gut health, you have to look upstream. You know, so if you're you know having the gas, bloating, diarrhea, well, you're not digesting your food could it be you're not chewing your foods well? Could you eat, be that you're eating in under 10 minutes flat and not yeah. giving yourself enough time to actually chew and masticate yeah. that food so you get those enzymes because it's all about the enzymes and the enzymes are what help break that down. Pancreatic enzymes, it's dependent on the bile salt. So, hey, what's the health of your liver? If your liver's sluggish because of lifestyle habits and you're not producing the bile that comes from the gallbladder, that helps break those fats down. So, that could be another reason you're having some sort of difficulty digesting.
0: So I guess the point is it's very tricky, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would imagine diagnosing thing and treating those type of uh, disorders that we mentioned yeah. is not easy because it just looks different for everybody. Everyone. Right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I
1: never, you know, when I treat a client and I'm working with them, everyone's different. It's like a new person coming in. and I put my little detective hat on <laughs> and I have my assessment questions I'm asking. And I, I love it because I've seen so much out there and I've experienced so much. And even my own personal health history. Um, I had some gut issues growing up and I had a sluggish gut. And so what could I do to help optimize that from my own digestive standpoint? So learned a lot along the way. And I just love working with people and helping them optimize their health.
0: Very interesting. Mm -hmm. So last time when you were on, we spent a lot of time discussing Really healthy lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. About how important it is to exercise, about yeah. eating the right foods. Um, that that is a topic that, of course, we could spend hours on. Right. But but I wanted to shift gears a little bit today okay. and really really I guess spend a little bit of time on on things like focus mindset. Mm-hmm. I know those those are some areas that you're you're really seeing a lot in your practice. Maybe yeah. tell us a little bit about that, please.
1: Yes, the mindfulness for me really evolved when I became more involved in yoga because yoga is really teaching you to slow down, but when I first got into yoga, I have to admit, um, I went for the physical aspect of it. You know, I was an athlete, I was a runner, a gymnast, I was always very active. So I was like, "Oh, hey, yoga's yoga, especially Bikram yoga, the hot yoga." I'm like, "This is a physical workout because you, you know, you get your heart rate up, you feel amazing after class," and it wasn't until probably ten years into my physical yoga practice, I realized, oh, there's so much more to this. It's a mental and emotional practice for me now. And so when I go onto my mat, it's there to clear space, to quiet the mind, to just be at home in your body. And it's it's the best feeling ever when you actually spend that time in that stillness because things become clear in your life you can really tap into you know, what you're manifesting, what you're visualizing, what uh, what you want your purpose to be, what you want to practice that day. And it teaches you just to slow down and, and what really becomes important in your life you know, and all that other chatter and the monkey mind. It doesn't matter. But if you're very clear and that's what the meditation does, the stillness, the sound healing, all these beautiful things I bring into the yoga practice. And that's why I love having a studio now because I can share all my years of investing in my own practice. I can now gift other people and how to take that journey to that very peaceful place that yoga can bring—that mindfulness. And um, once you get there, it's like there's no going back because you're you're forever changed from a cellular level. Like your whole vibration of your body changes once you get into that practice. Interesting. So, how long
0: does it take before you get into that groove? So. <laughs> And I say that because meditation, every, everything you read and, and watch mm-hmm. and listen to, everybody's preaching meditation mm-hmm. these days. And mm-hmm. I think if, for me, when I l- look into it, really, I mean, there are a lot of different forms. I mean, you hear people say you should do it every day for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Some people say a, f- a couple times a week. Some, some, there are mantras, right? Or you can just have silence, yes. right? Yeah. Um, kind of w- what do you think? I mean, how many, should people do this every day? And if so, I mean, what's a a realistic amount of time to do?
1: It's a practice. And so just like you brush your teeth every day, right? Yeah. It's preventative health. You know, this is a practice. It's bringing in what you need. And there's not a right or wrong answer to this. I mean, maybe everyone doesn't have time to do it every day. Like even for me, it's just being more aware during the day of when I need those moments of stillness because life gets busy. I mean, even though I like to practice yoga, my life can be really busy. Um, But, you know, these little things like when you hit a stoplight, That red light means pause. So instead of there like, oh my gosh, where do I have to go? I'm at a stoplight. I missed the green light. You know, you could be like, you know what? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You could be like, I'm going to take this one minute of stillness. Maybe just take a few deep breaths, kind of slow down my day. Maybe just focus on a mantra or something. You know, so the practice of meditation doesn't have to be, let's sit in the room for 10 minutes and listen to this guided meditation. It can be practiced all day long. Yeah. Yeah. Certain moments.
0: So it's something I've tried to to do myself mm-hmm. and, and to get better at and actually it's funny, meditation is really a practice. I yeah. mean, it really oh, yeah. is something that yeah. first of all is not easy to do right. because we close our eyes, we're in silence, and we think about everything else. Right. Yeah, right? I, know, right. I mean, it's really hard. Right. So you could do the mantra, I guess, to try yeah. to maybe keep your focus on there, although every once in a while I guess you drift away and mm-hmm. have to come yeah, back. It's
1: okay. And don't judge that. I mean, that's normal for thoughts to come in and it's just it's learning to detach from that. They- the thought comes in and you're like, oh, that was a thought. There it goes. Yeah, You yeah. know, and just being real still, like, cause I know when I first started into my practice and it was the physical workout, I'd be ser- like, what's my grocery list today? What do I have to do for dinner? What am I going after this? Sure. You know, I was in my practice, but I wasn't, in my, my mind. I was, you know, out thinking outside that room. And so now when I practice, it's more, what am I feeling behind my kneecap? Am I feeling that ligament stretching? Am I feeling my heart opening as I'm stretching my arms back? Am I re- able to fold forward a little bit closer, getting my forehead closer to my toes? So it's like more I'm in my body and out of my mind and not not judging myself if I'm not where I want to be in my practice. It's just flowing. And that's another thing that yoga's taught me because growing up, I was very type A, like, put a million things on my plate, you know, how many things can I do in one day and feeling so accomplished at the end. Now it's more like, how can I just go with the flow? How do I not have to put so much pressure on myself to be a human doing instead of a human being? So it's a practice. Like I said, it took me 10 years just to unwind my mind. I was pretty wound up, I guess. (laughs) Um, but now in my practice, I have so much more joy, so much more freedom, so much more flow. And it's, as I've changed that, it's changed everything else in my life. And so many doors have just opened, like opportunities and things coming to me without me even asking or having to work hard for it. It's like, wow, there it is, I manifested this. It just showed up, like the second studio. I'm like, it just happened, you know. So it's really incredible. Um, Once you let go and be free, and see what comes to you.
0: I like that you mentioned the second studio. When did when did you open that up?
1: It's not open yet. It's still in progress. It's called Be Hot. Be, Ooh, hot. Yeah. Okay. So be hot. Okay. So hot yoga. yoga. Yeah. It's hot okay. yoga. See, that's my origins. I started in the Bikram world. I did yoga competitions. I was like, I just love the infrared heat. There's something about especially infrared. Not every studio is an infrared. The infrared actually works more at a cellular level to help you detox. So I think of it as detox yoga. You're sweating out toxins. It's also good for your mind too. Um, and then that heat allows you to be more pliable. So you can really get a little bit deeper into the joints. You're moving the lymphatic system, the fascia tissue starting to move. So uh, there's a lot of benefits of the hot. So we'll have different levels because I know some people are intimidated by the hot. I, I like, think
0: so. Although we live in Florida. Oh, right, so, you yeah, know. <laughs> <know>.
1: <laughs> you walk outside is 90 to exactly. 100 degrees. Sometimes so I
0: do that just walking to the car. I, I consider yeah, that hot yeah. yoga, right? Yeah,
1: yeah it is. <laughs> so when you're sitting in there, no air yet. You're like, oh, yeah. Um, So some of the classes will be 105 degrees. Some are going to be between 90 to 95. And then we'll have like an 80 to 85 degree temperature. And we're going to have a variety of classes. So it won't just be yoga. We'll have some bar classes. We'll have meditation. We'll have sound healing. Because I went back to do some extra coursework in sound healing. So I'm actually a professional sound healing practitioner now. Sound healing, okay. Vibrational healing. It's incredible. So that's something I gift every class I teach. At the very end, I do at least 10 minutes of sound therapy. So
0: so let's go right into that. What is sound healing and sound therapy?
1: So all of our cells are a vibration. They all have a frequency. And so when you play to that frequency, you can actually structure water by playing tuning forks or some sound bowls like those crystals singing bowls by your water, you can create structure. So it, it changes the harmony and the vibration of the water same thing with your cells. And when you have inflammation, for example, or a disease state, your cells vibrate at a lower frequency. So they say these tuning forks, can, if you if they're at the right pitch, can actually destroy cancer cells. Really? Mm-hmm. So that's why we use these healing tools. You can place them on the bo- body, like the Tibet- Tibetan bowls, those like you know, you've seen those before. Yeah, like, yeah, have, The metal yeah. bowls, which they are beautiful. They have a totally different singing voice than the crystal bowls, but you can put some on the belly, play the bowl on the belly. You can take the tuning forks. And certain ones are harmonized for certain organs. So if okay. I have someone that's dealing with some pancreatic issues, we might put it there to help increase the vibration or the frequency. Um, I play chimes. I play a lot of the different crystals. Uh, we have rain sticks. So oh. it's like almost a whole symphony of different sounds, which is really, it's beautiful because... We play the sounds at the end because the whole point of yoga is to move the energy. This is like back when the monks were doing this. They were so restless in their minds because, you know, we got the monkey minds going on. So sure. they like, well, if we do all these yoga postures, we move the energy. We clear the energy. So we finally sit down to go to meditation, we can be still. And so that's what the asanas were developed. So once we get you down onto the mat after you do all the postures, then you're in the stillness. And it's incredible as I come around – and I'm playing the bowls, I'm seeing people crying. You know, they're there's you know, I come and I do massage and all of a sudden they're just like smiling. You see this release, like they just melt into the mat. So wow. it's like incredibly peaceful. And so they and they leave that class in such a higher vibration, like feeling so good because their cells have just been energized with all this energy.
0: Wow. How long is the class?
1: It's an hour, um, okay. depending. Uh, like this Saturday, we have a Sounds of Yen class. So Christina is one of my instructors. The two of us teach. So we collaborate. At each end, we have our different sound tools. And so the whole class, the sound's just going from end to end. And at the end, she she sings. She's a vocalist. And it's just beautiful when we're playing the crystals and she's singing. Interesting. So yeah, wow. it's, Very it's nice. my favorite class, the Sounds of Yen's. So.
0: You mentioned detox as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I have ideas of what detox means, but why don't you tell, tell us a little bit about that?
1: Please? Yes. Uh, so I'm finding I have to with my clients do more and more detoxing. And I mean, you, you'll read this all the time when you read about detox. You're like, well, your body already detoxes because the liver is the major detoxifying organ. And then we have all of our elimination pathways. So you can sweat it out. You can exhale out toxins. You can urinate and you can poop out toxins, basically. (laughs) Um, So we do have our pathways, but unfortunately we live in a much more toxic world than we ever have in the past. I mean, we're breathing in toxins, we're touching everywhere. Like even touching a receipt when you're checking out the register has BPA on it. So and then you put it in your hand to your mouth and now you're eating it, you know? So it's like, Anything you put on your skin is absorbed. And anything that comes into our body, breathing, eating, or skin absorption goes to the liver. And that liver is the major detoxifying organ. And so the liver is like, hey, I'm either going to bless this or block it. Uh. And so um, if it blocks it, then it has to find somewhere in your body to go. So where it goes, the safest spot is your fat. Hmm. So all of your toxins. So when you start gaining weight, you're actually becoming more and more Toxic. So, when I'm working with clients specifically with weight loss, I'm like, we have to be very careful how to detoxify you because as you start losing weight, these toxins start going into your body systemically. So, we want to make sure we properly eliminate them. So, I have varying different types of detoxes I might help someone assist them through. I find the one that most everyone is needing to do right now is a liver and gallbladder flush and working on optimizing the liver because the liver is the one that's. It's the first line of defense there. It's kind of looking at these toxins and what do we do and how do we eliminate them? And when your liver sluggish, you're more than likely going to be storing these. So. Sure. And then there's also dealing with things like leptin, these natural hormones in our body that are meant to help you um, with your appetite, your satiety, and your your weight management. So there's a new product out, and that's why I brought. it. I'm so excited. It just, yeah. So you
0: brought some goodies. So let, let's 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 go into it.
1: Launched. Um. And it literally, this is my first bottle. I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. So this one is actually completely rebalancing the body from a natural state. It's all natural fibers, plant fibers and amino acids. And it just, so those are
0: pills, correct? It's a supplement. Yeah. Okay.
1: So what it does is, um, and it's like like a little secret here. (laughs) So I'll send the link to you and you can post it. Um, but it's, um, it's not a magic pill. I don't want anyone to think that, but what it does is it naturally just balances your hormone, um, the leptin hormone specifically. So your body is feeling more calm and balanced. And then it, 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 Communicates to the fat cell to release itself. So then you can, through healthy diet too, sure. and, and of course we want to do some binders like activated charcoal to help hold those toxins and excrete them out of the body. Interesting. Yeah, and then I always start my day with a green drink. I mean, I throw like everything except the kitchen sink in here. So what? What is in there
0: then? What? what?
1: <laughs> Probably twenty different ingredients. Is that right? So it's really whatever green. Like today, I put collards in. Usually, it's spinach or kale or. Arugula. Sometimes I'll throw that in. Um, I always put a little bit of fruit. So today it was banana and pineapple. Um, And then I load it with my superfoods and herbs. So I love using cilantro. Cilantro is a natural detoxifier. I love using spirulina, chlorella, or chlorophyll. Those are all natural detoxifiers as well. So they'll bind onto just every day as you're breathing and the toxins. If you have a little of that in your food, like Every day, you know, put a little um, cilantro on your sandwich or put it on a salad or have it as a garnish on your salmon at dinner. Sure. It's just all day long going to bind some of those toxins. Um, Then I always add um, like either ginger, turmeric, something like an anti-inflammatory. I always add broccoli sprouts because that protects your DNA. Uh, What else is it?
0: It's quite the concoction it's, there. Yeah, yeah, it takes me a little while to whip this one <laughs> up in the morning, but it's good. It so makes
1: me feel great. So you have that every
0: morning when you wake up, that's yeah. something you have. And I change it up. To. It's
1: not exactly the same because I'm really big about people not being in a food rut and eating the exact same things every day. That so. is me. Guilty
0: mm-hmm. as charged. Well, yeah. It's
1: natural. It is natural. I mean, natural. we go to, to tend to do things that are easy for us. So. Every time I go to the grocery store, I'm always picking up different produce. So if this week I got spinach, next week it's arugula. And then maybe I'm picking up different fruits. So that way it's just kind of changing things up a lot. So
0: you mentioned superfoods. Mm-hmm. So, so what are some of the maybe top two, three, four superfoods that you would say are the best ones that we should be having?
1: Okay. Oh gosh, there's so many. Um, I would say my go-to that I try to have at least on daily, I like to try to do something that is a C green from the sea.
0: Okay. So it might
1: be kelp. Um, kelp is one I kind of sprinkle over salads. It could be wakame. It could be any of those type of sea vegetables. Okay. Um, Never had that <laughs> Like before. seaweed. Okay. Seaweed. okay. Yeah. So seaweed has a lot of iodine. which Everyone's deficient in iodine. And I do take supplemental iodine on top of that because I know I don't eat as many sea greens as they do over in Japan. Sure. You know, I eat that all the time. That's why they don't have breast cancer. Iodine is huge at preventing the breast cancer, um, so that's what I do every day is some sort of sea green, and then I love the broccoli sprouts, yeah, because it's really good for the liver, but it's also good for your DNA. So that's why. Um, it's so funny. I was out with my daughter, she just turned 16 this weekend. So I took her over to Miami, and everyone thought I was their sister. <laughs> oh, God. and I'm like, it's all those broccoli sprouts it I've been must eating be. right? wow. versus the aging all process. That kelp right? all and then, yeah,
0: will yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah,
1: it really is. I mean, that's what superfoods are meant to do, they're to keep your body healthy, and our bodies are meant to be resilient. It's just we live in a society that's very toxic. And even this is important to mention, this is why the yoga is so key in this, even our emotions are toxic. You know the one organ that holds the motions of fear, anger, hurt, resentment is the liver. And you know the fastest growing disease right now is non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. And think about what we all have been through since COVID. Sure. And now this hurricane here in Naples. <laughs> I mean there's a lot of stress, a yeah. lot of fear, a lot of sadness. And so our organs hold those emotions and that's why yoga is so good and beneficial like when I'm teaching a class, I'm actually going through and ext- instructing them on what organ's releasing right now, what organ is opening. Like when you do a chest like a camel, you're opening your heart. You're giving your lungs space to breathe. This is moving lymphatic um, fluid through because the lymphatic system holds the toxins. Sure. So it is you are literally detoxing your body when you move it. And that's why it's. they say a sedentary lifestyle style, or someone who sits all day is... Worse for your health than a smoker. Like it'll kill you faster if you sit because you're not moving your lymphatic system. You're not detoxifying your body.
0: Wow, yeah. interesting. Okay, so mm-hmm. smokers should walk as they smoke. Is that <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I guess that might be a little out there, <laughs> might be, but, be a little bit out uh, there. But just think they're... of
1: all those toxins that you know you're well, inhaling. Sure. Even the vape pens. I mean, they're loaded with junk. So if you are someone that you can't break that habit, I would tell you. Hands down, green de- drink, um, do some spirulina, chlorella, any of those. So at least whatever you're inhaling, it'll bind and then help you excrete it out of your body. So you don't become toxic over and over.
0: What about kale? Is that a super good? Kale is great. Yeah, yeah, that's a good Kale's
1: one. like uh, collards, like I mentioned mm-hmm, earlier. Yeah. I love the collards. Arugula is really an interesting one because bitters are important. Bitter greens. Yeah. Um, Like dandelion greens. Dandelions are a little too bitter for me, but arugula is a good one. Mint is another one. Um, But what these bitters do is they help aid in digestion. So when I'm dealing with someone who's having a lot of gas and bloating, the first thing I do is I put them on bitter foods and say with each meal, I want you to have at least one bitter food with this meal so it'll help aid in digestion.
0: Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Another thing you mentioned, Betsy, is biohacks. Yeah. What are biohacks?
1: <laughs> so, biohacks are the latest technology that kind of help us optimize our health or, or help us uh, enhance the healing process. So, like this is one I have right here the aura ring.
0: Oh, you have the aura uh-huh, ring. Okay. Which I love it. So it
1: tracks steps. It's which
0: sleeping is, as well, right? But I it's mean, it's sleep. Yeah. Like, I
1: am big. The four pillars of health these are the ones when I'm sitting down with someone, I go over all of them hydration, sleep, stress nutrition. I missed one exercise. So there's right, okay. five pillars. Okay. Of health. Yeah, exercise is an important one, but sleep is really, that's when your body recovers is at night. Um, so hopefully people don't eat right before they go to bed. Cause that actually interrupts the entire, um, digestion system, but it also um, interrupts your healing system. And each organ has its own circadian rhythm. So there's certain hours during the night where the organ will go into its rejuvenation stage. So when I'm working with a client, I'm like, so do you wake up during the night? And they're like, yeah, I wake up around two, three o'clock. I'm like, that's your liver. We need to do a liver flush wow. you know, because the liver is healing between the hours of two and four o'clock. It's also tied in with your pancreas. So a lot of my clients who are diabetic or pre-diabetic they'll be waking up between those hours too, because the liver and the pancreas are tied in. So I know we need to do some rejuvenating and helping them out, optimize their insulin a little better. So
0: trying to hack the body is obvious. I mean, what is yeah. it? Bulletproof? I think that was a, yeah. a really big idea, right? Yeah. As far as trying to hack your yeah. body, yeah. Um, just like you would hack a computer or anything yeah, else, Yeah, right? exactly.
1: So there's things like ozone therapy, there's hyperbaric chambers, there's cryotherapy, there's stem cell, there's peptides now. I mean, there's so, many, so yeah. many different things being developed. There's a new one out there that's really good for Alzheimer's, so it's helping your memory. Um, that's not even been brought down to Florida yet. So there's a lot of new technology that's even over in Europe. There's, there's one that just um, – it's funny. I was meeting with um, one of my doctors in town, Karolovich, and I had heard about this on a podcast because I was studying about cancer. I was working with a cancer patient, at a very specific type of cancer, and one of the new technologies by this gentleman, I think he's out of Germany, he can do a blood sample – and tell you exactly which type of cancer you have at stage 1.
0: Really? They can't even
1: pick up stage 1 on probably an MRI or anything. And so he it's through blood and there's like I forget how many different types of cancers like hundreds of them. Wow. And so he through one blood test can tell you where you are and then we know if you're at stage 1 what you can do cuz your body will will go after cancer cells it's called autophagy your body is meant to cleanse itself it's meant to heal itself so if you put your body in a fasting state or there's other ways to hack into autophagy i mean that's the big thing bulletproof and all them are talking about how beneficial fasting is and i think everyone should adopt to some style of a fasting lifestyle just for longevity living so you can kill off those cancer so like intermittent fasting right? it's like an intermittent or a three-day water fast it just depends how deep you want to go sure Um, and I mean, it's, it's, it's hard at first. I know for me, when I first went into fasting, I was like, Oh, I'll never be able to go a day without eating. (laughs) Um, but it's, the body's pretty resilient. Like you get used to it. It's kind of like going to the gym for the first time. You're not going to go and push hard for an hour. You know, you go in a little bit at a time, you get stronger and stronger. So I call it the fasting muscle. The more you practice it, the easier it becomes.
0: Makes sense. You mentioned cryotherapy as well. What are your views on that?
1: Oh, I like cryotherapy. I think it's great for sleep. It's great for inflammation. Um, I like the one where your whole body goes in. So your head gets it too, because there could be a lot of inflammation going on in the brain. Uh, The brain's interesting. The brain's, you know, pretty much 80% fat, which are, you know, lipids and lipids I mentioned earlier, whole toxins. So our brains can be very toxic. And when you sleep at night, your brain will shrink by 30% percent. And there's what's called the glymphatic system. So we have the lymphatic, which is in our body. The glymphatic is in our brain. And so at night when our brain shrinks, it takes all those toxins and takes it out of the brain into our lymph nodes. And then we drain it out through our lymph system. That's why when you wake up in the morning, the two things you should do is pump your lymph. So you could eat either like pump right under here there's some nodes you can just do some pumping okay you could put your hands right in your armpits kind <laughs> look like a little bird here like <laughs> but you can pump your lymph um you can take a dry brush and dry brush the lymph and you brush it all towards the heart or you could jiggle
0: Okay. So standing,
1: you know, or use those power plates. Yeah. You see, it's kind of like that. You just jiggle, but that moves your lymphatic system um, or just exercise, yoga. You could do some yoga, sure. poshi, but that will kind of move some of those toxins out. What
0: but, about a glass of water when you wake up? I hear a lot of people say it's uh, like because you're dehydrated. Uh, right absolutely. When you wake up. Yeah. I
1: told you that pillar of health, one yeah. of them is hydration. So I always tell when, people when you wake up, you're already 16 ounces dehydrated. So the very first thing you should do is put that back into your body. Sure. And then you're starting at par. Then you need to keep drinking all day long. And it's not just drinking water. It's the quality of the water because remember toxins are everywhere and toxins are very much in our water. I would never drink Naples finest (laughs) tap water. Um, I always go through a filtration system that also will filter out the fluoride. So whether you have a system installed in your house, I have one that's a pitcher for the refrigerator, kind of like a Brita, but it's it's a little bit better quality one. Or I buy the Mountain Valley spring water in the glass bottles because you want to make sure it's in glass and not plastic plastic, and those would be the better sources
0: interesting wow a lot of good stuff there yeah. so as we wind down uh, i wanted to ask you also i think every year is it once a year you do a retreat yeah so you have one coming up
1: i do so tell me I, about I know that. last year we were just talking about this last year last year just was costa rica, costa rica correct rica, okay yeah and then this year i'm heading to the dominican republic in a few weeks um i love to travel i just love the journey of travel and then having a retreat on top of that where you're doing yoga every day you're immersed in culture and nature we do adventure we do relaxation um, so I have four planned for next year. One of them oh. being in the Bahamas on a catamaran. Then we're heading to Cancun. Then we're heading down to Jamaica. And then a few more possibly Europe, Bali, Thailand wow. that we're going to plan eventually. So,
0: so look. Le- What's it like? So how many people actually go in this retreat? How long are they there for? Which should they expect?
1: Yeah, it varies. Um, some of my smaller ones are a group of, you know, maybe four or five. They're more intimate ones, which I, I love those. Yeah. You really get to know everyone and it just all these bonds begin to happen. People and you spend the whole synergy. day. I mean, you spend
0: the whole time together, right? No, or well, no. not necessarily. Okay. We
1: like to give you freedom. We like okay. to go get up in the morning, do our morning yoga. Then you can go about your day. I, I always plan things. So like, hey, if you want to meet for lunch or, hey, we're going to go on this tour, you're welcome to join us some people want to come and be as active as they can and be around people. Some people just need to shut off. You know, they, <laughs> Their days are busy enough at home that they just want to come and unwind and they're more than welcome to Hang out on the beach all day. Do whatever you want to do. Plan your own excursions. If you want to meet us for dinner later, that's great. So, um, yeah. you know, everyone will show up for yoga generally, but then the rest of their day is really their day. And so it's just taking them to a beautiful place in paradise and just letting them enjoy their life because that's what we're meant to do. It's I just love that. Live beautifully. Live freely. Live, live freely. kindly. Yeah. Just be at peace.
0: <laughs> I love it. Uh, any parting words for us? Any, any further advice that you think any of us should really be focused on at this point?
1: Just honor yourself. I think sometimes we are just so hard on ourselves and we push ourselves to the nth degree. And like I said, we're here to live, to be human beings and not human doings. That is my favorite thing I love to that say, saying, yeah, right? I like We that. need to honor that a little bit more. And I know I certainly um, have practiced that now. And I was in a different mindset many years ago. And it's just once you get to that place of peace, it is just bliss. And so I just want people to be kind, kind to themselves because when you're kind to yourself and you love yourself, that just emanates you're at such a higher vibration and you start to attract those type of people in your life. And that's when life becomes abundant.
0: Love it. Love Mm -hmm. it. Betsy, you are absolutely terrific. (laughs) Always, always fun to have you on the the Key Ingredient Podcast. Thanks again for doing this and for your wealth of knowledge. It's always very, very interesting. (laughs) You're
1: welcome. Thanks for the invite.
0: Thank you.